You're listening to a message from Every Nation Canberra. In this message, Pastor Joe Sulit uses Hebrews 11 verses 8 to 9 to talk about how obedience is essential to our call to reach out to a world in need of God's love. Good morning, everyone. It's nice to have you here. Welcome to church. My name is Joe. I'm one of your leaders here. Pastor June Escosar wrote a book. He gave me a copy of it. It's called A Bible and a Passport. And he co-wrote it with Walter Walker, Obeying God's Call to Make Disciples in Every Nation, which we continue with our mission series called Mission Possible. Currently, every nation is in 80 nations all over the world with about 188 Filipino missionaries who sacrifice their time, their family, and their life for the sake of the gospel in 45 nations. And in 2013, we started a campaign to reach the entire Asia region, and we only have two cities left in Asia. That's uh, Turkmenistan and North Korea. Not because no one wants to go there. In fact, we have a lot of Filipino missionaries who are willing and ready to go once they open their doors to the mission field. So we're very excited for that. Last week, we had Pastor Joshua Padilla, our senior pastor from Every Nation Sydney, to share with us the first part of our series called Mission Possible. And what really struck me is when he said that your personal ambition is what you want, but your mission is what God created you for. We all have personal ambitions, and there's nothing wrong with that. The problem lies when our personal ambition clashes with God's purpose and mission for our life. So, our mission is simply to live for Christ and share the gospel of salvation to every nation. That's who we are. That's our DNA as a church. And the Bible is very clear that our mission is to go. It's always to go, but it's not easy because most of us, we don't want to get out of our comfort zone. But when God wants to stretch your faith, He would pluck you out from a place where you're comfortable and bring you to a place where you won't be comfortable. Our mission, basically, is to simply die to ourselves and serve others. And our mission is to simply go and obey. The central theme of our message today is simple. Go and obey. Let's walk back in time as we read the scriptures. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this day. We pray that we would have open hearts and open minds to hear clearly your calling for our lives, that we may not hesitate to go and obey you and faithfully walk in your plan and purpose for our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 8 to 9, it's a simple yet powerful story of Abraham's obedience. And let's read it. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. These three short verses are so powerful that it changed my life and my family's life forever. And I would just like to share with you, if I may, the story, the journey that our family took seven years ago with a little faith. It started with a little faith. And the Bible says it doesn't have to be big faith. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, then you can move mountains. Let's go back to the verses. 
Verse 8, by faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place he was to receive as an inheritance. And listen to this, he went out not knowing where he was going. Martin Luther King said, faith is taking the first step even if you do not see the entire staircase. How many of you would not dare even climb that if you do not know what lies beyond it? But faith is taking that step even if you do not know what lies ahead of you. It means you're believing that God will take care of your every need as you go out in obedience. It is by faith that Abraham obeyed. In 2012, my entire family surrendered their lives to Jesus. And we all got baptized in March of 2013. We live, we became Christians. And we sort of like, if you may call it, live a very blessed life back in Manila. We have a very beautiful home. We had a business that had multiple branches in different malls that was really doing very well. We had another business where Robinson Supermarket offered us 120 different branches to put up a franchise. And when you talk about that, you're thinking about, I'm going to make a lot of money. I'm going to make millions from this. I was doing uh, interior design. I run a very lucrative interior construction business. I do a lot of projects, big ones, which gave me the opportunity also to make a lot of money. And for a lot of people who do not know, because I work in the media, I do all the game shows of GMA7 from the time of Eat Bulaga, Lotombay, I don't know if you remember that, up to the latest, uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? I do and manufacture the set designs for those TV programs. And I was given the chance to express my passion for design and technology uh, when I became part of the Mind Museum. It's our version of Questacon here in Australia. In the Philippines, if you visit Manila and you go to uh, BGC, you'll still see most of the exhibits that I've done there. And to top it all, I had a program running on DZMM and Teleradio and ABC Channel 5. I was at the peak of my career. I get to rub elbows with celebrities and people from, from, uh, from the industry, amazing people. And I was at the peak of my career. I couldn't ask for anything more. My life was very, very successful in Manila. There was no reason for me to go and leave. There was no reason for me to go and obey. We were living what you can call by normal or average standard in Manila, a very, very blessed life. Then the unexpected happened. A few days after our water baptism, we received a letter from the immigration department, and it had my name on it and five other names on the succeeding pages. My entire family was given a permanent residency visa status to live and stay in Australia. And God spoke to my wife, to Bing, through Acts chapter 7. This is the very same words that God spoke to Abraham when he called him out. He said, go and leave your country and your people and go to the land I will show you. Leave your country and your people and I will show you a land of inheritance. When God said, leave and go, Abraham went out. Remember, he went out not knowing where he was going. He just obeyed. We were just new Christians. We had very little faith. But God wanted to stretch that faith by taking us out of our comfort zone. You've, most of you here have lived in the Philippines. You know, if you are 
kind of well off in the Philippines, life can be very easy. You have a driver, you have someone to take care of clothes, you just sit and eat and, you know, it's very comfortable. And you enjoy that. We enjoy that. And all we had was a small piece of paper giving us legal status to live and work in Australia with no promise of work whatsoever. God's message to us was this, go and leave your country, leave your family, leave your parents, leave the people you love, leave the church you, you've been saved into, and you, you leave your business, leave your opportunity to make a lot of money. Who among you here doesn't want to make a lot of money? We all do. But God said, I want you to leave that. Leave your career. I was at the peak of my career. When I was young, I never dreamed that I would reach that that point in my life, but God brought me to the pinnacle of my career. There was no reason for me to leave my country. There was no reason for me to, to turn my, my back on my business, which was making a lot of money, and my career, which has, has made me very, very famous in Manila. God said, go and obey. He told us to drop everything. Can you imagine that? Leave that everything. Leave everything behind. And when God says go, he doesn't mean go if you feel like, it doesn't mean go when you are comfortable about it or go when you think it's the right time. When God says go, you go. That's how it means. I was 47 years old when he called me. I was running three radio stations. I had a lot of people working for me. And I said, Lord, really? 47 years old na ako. I'm 47 and you want me to go and start a new life? I've gone way past what people says life begins at 40 life begins at 40 i asked my children and they all said mom and dad whatever your decision is i will follow if you decide to leave and go we will go with you and i looked at my wife and she said that's what god told me god told me to to go so three months five luggages and ten boxes later we found ourselves at the kingsport international airport in sydney and we were there. We were complete strangers in a new country. And we were there. And I said, Lord, we're here. What's next? As we go by the verse, in verse 9, by faith, Abraham went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. Abraham lived in the land that God promised him, but he did not make him king of that land. In fact, in other verses, it says, Abraham lived like an alien in a foreign land. Imagine, God gave you a land of inheritance, but you were living in tents. Abraham left Haran. He was well off. He was very rich in that place. He said, go leave that place. I will take you to your land of inheritance, and you will live in the tent. And even your son and your grandson will live in the tent. And the lesson is, wherever you are right now, God has placed you here not on accident, but for a purpose and for a reason. From a big house in Quezon City and several other properties, we now live in a small duplex house in a land that we rent from the government. We will take our oath of citizenship on Monday. Yes, praise God for that. All of us. But we are still strangers like Abraham in a country that God has promised us. What's the lesson? When the lesson is this, when God asks you to go, the question you should ask him is not why. Why do you want me to do this, Lord? The question that you should ask God is this, Lord, how can I serve you 
and glorify you as I obey. All right? God must have something greater in mind than just bringing us to this land of milk and honey. Three, three months or, yes, three years later, our small tag groups that we started in our backyard has now become what we call Every Nation Church in Canberra. And I would like to share with you a story, if I may again. Um, this is just one of the many stories that have encouraged us to do what God has called us to do. From the several businesses that we had in Manila, God has blessed us with a small cafe. It's called Sunday in Canberra. And how is this business different from the ones that we had in Manila? This time we know this business is different because it was not meant to make us millions anymore. This business was meant to make disciples and make a difference in the lives of others. I want you to meet Craig. He's over there with Nina. Craig, can you stand and just wave? <laughs> this is his picture last June. And I would like to honor both of them. They both accepted Jesus Christ already, and they'll be part of our Victory Water Baptism this December. So praise God for that. <laughs> Before this, going to church was, never came into their minds. It was not part of their life. But they always get their morning coffee at the cafe. And being introduced herself after a few more conversations, she invited Craig and Nina to come to our service. And they're one of the most consistent church-going members that we have to date. Right? It didn't take long for us to start one-to-one, -one, and this is the day he was saved, June 2 of 2019. As you can see, he wrote there, uh, this is the day I uh, got saved, 6-02-2019. So that was Craig. I used to direct people when I was running my business, but now I accept small handyman jobs, and I take Craig with me, and we do manual labor together, right? It's amazing how a small act of sacrifice and, you know, that, that self-sacrifice that you give can change the outlook of a person and give him a new hope and a new sense of self-worth. When we finished our one-to-one -one booklet, this was the last day, I told him, Craig, I think you need to have a haircut. So <laughs> we, this is Craig having his... Uh, Mini makeover. This is proof that there is such a thing. I tell you, there is such a thing as a life before and after you meet Jesus. The Bible says if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Whatever it is in your past, no matter how dark, how bad, how sinful it is, it's all gone. You are a new creation in Christ. You are a new being. He now works for us in our kitchen. And one day, I saw this on the kitchen board. Never fear, because our Lord is always near. And I asked the guys who wrote this. Craig wrote it. Never experienced life with Jesus. He got to know Jesus last June, and his life completely changed. I'm not saying that their life is perfect. None of our lives are perfect. But once you accept Christ, he will take you to a journey. Every day, from one level of glory to another, 
to make you become more and more and more like Jesus. Now doing business is not about making lots of money anymore. It's about allowing God to use whatever he has given us for his purpose. And our purpose is to make a gospel impact in the lives of people around us. That's our business. That's our mission. When you start to live your life to serve and glorify God, I've experienced a good life. But when you start to live your life for Christ, your, your outlook and your perspective of everything, work, career, money, they will completely change. Even if Abraham found his promised land flowing in abundance, his focus, his perspective was focused on something beyond the land of milk and honey, as we read in verse 10. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. No matter how much abundance you have here in Canberra or wherever God has placed you, as a people of God, we have to look beyond your bank account, your house, your car, what you've saved, what you've attained, your, your diplomas. You have to look beyond that to the city whose builder and architect is God. The importance of this is of eternal proportion. It's really funny because when I was preparing for this, God showed me a picture of Buzz Lightyear and his famous line to infinity and beyond. And I was asking God, how can this be relevant to what we are talking about today? We live in the now. And for many of us, our future is what will my life be like five years from now? Will I get married? Will I find a husband? How many kids will we have? You know, what kind of work will I do? Will I work for the government? Will I work for public sector? Or, you know, will I be successful five years from now? Will I be living in a nice suburb? Buy this and that. For us, that's our future. And sadly for a lot of people, their future ends in, in an urn or in a casket buried six feet under the ground. The reality is your future doesn't end when you die. This infinity and beyond is a reality both for us believers and non-believers. Believe me, whether you rent a small apartment or you live in a mansion in O'Malley, the only address that will matter in the end is your address in that city whose builder and architect is God. That's the only address that will matter. I know it's good to be living in a nice suburb. If God gives you that, thank you, Lord. You are blessed. But if not, don't fret. Look forward beyond to that city whose architect and builder is God. One famous doctor said, everyone will eventually die. The critical question he asked was this. Are you going to make a difference to other people's lives in your lifetime? Are you just living for yourself? I don't care about everyone else. All I care is that I should get a big future, you know, you know, finish this and make a lot of money. Never mind them, they have their own worries and problems. Are you going to make a difference to the people, the lives of people in your lifetime? We read in Revelation 21 about the new heaven and earth our eternal destination, the new Jerusalem, the city that is indescribably beyond anything that we've seen, heard, or imagined. Uh, John was saying it was a city made of transparent gold. It's not literally that, but it's a place where we can be with God. And Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place for you so that you may be where I am also. 
This is what Abraham was looking forward to, not the tent he was living in. He was looking forward beyond that to the promise of Christ. And this is what we should be looking forward to. It all starts with faith. It doesn't matter if your faith is this small. It doesn't really matter. It is by faith that Abraham obeyed. It is by faith that he went. It is by faith that he endured. And it is by faith that he looked forward to what God has promised him, to infinity and beyond. Remember, we all have a mission. You don't have to leave Australia to be called on a mission. You don't have to be a pastor or a leader to be on a mission, right? Our mission, remember, is not a destination. Our mission is not a title that people put on you or on your big desk. Our mission is to act in complete obedience to God's calling for our lives. My question is, what is God calling you to do? Maybe at the back of your mind, there's this small voice that tells you, you have to do this for someone. You have to do this for a person you love. You have to do this to your neighbor. What is God calling you to do? God wants you to go on a mission. God wants you to use your platform, your career, your education, your talent, your time, your money, even your suffering, even your sacrifices and pain. God wants you to use that, what? To glorify Him. Our mission is to glorify God in everything that we do. You are the Bible that your friends are reading. You are the preaching that other people are listening to. And the life that you live right now is the testimony that people see and experience, that people watch and see every day. Abraham looked forward to infinity and beyond because he lived his life to serve and glorify the only living God. Before we end, I'd just like to encourage and challenge each and every one of you in this room today. If you truly say that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, then by all means, live it like He is. Live it in faith. It starts today as you leave this room. See, being a Christian is not just about sitting there and getting your dose of God's Word every weekend and take that box, church, okay, no. Christianity in your life starts when you walk out of this room and go out to the real world where people will see how you react to situations, how you handle difficult problems in the office, how you handle your marriage, how you handle your parents. All of this people see as a reflection of your faith. If you say that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, then live it like He is your Lord and Savior. It starts today by obeying and listening to God's call for your life and saying, Lord, here I am. Mold me. Lord, here I am. Use me. That's all. Stand and pray. Continue to worship God. In Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8, when I say I was being called to a mission, then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And Isaiah said, Here I am, Lord. Send me. And as I was praying today, God was just reminding me, If your parent is still alive, 
your mom or your dad. I don't know what kind of relationship you have with them. I pray that you would honor them by being with them. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word today that is alive and powerful. Thank you for reminding us to heed your call. There are people in this room who are afraid, who would probably reason with God, I cannot do it like Moses said, I stutter, I cannot speak. Maybe you're afraid because you feel like you're not worthy of sharing Jesus to others because of the life that you lived. Maybe there's some of you here who are just like too timid to take that bold step in sharing the gospel to a friend, to encourage someone who needs encouragement and to reach out to a friend who needs help. Today we are reminded Lord, we are all on a mission. And our mission is to serve you by serving others. Lord, we pray that we would live our lives not just for ourselves, that we will be sensitive to the needs of our spouses, our parents, our children, the needs of our neighbors, the needs of our co-workers, that we will not judge them for what they do or they do not do, but we will just be compassionate and loving at all times and put their needs above our own needs. This is the true mission that God calls us for, to live our lives, to glorify Him as a reflection of our faith. We believe in Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. From now on, Father God, help us to live our lives the way you want us to. To walk not our path, but your path for our purpose and the reason for our being. Because it's only through you, in you, and by you that we will find meaning in what we do. That we will find purpose in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for calling us. And we pray that when you do reach out your hand and ask, who shall go for us? And Lord, that we will all be ready to say, here I am. Send me. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for us. Church, I just want to encourage you. I don't know what season you're in right now, but God is calling you. It doesn't matter where you're down the valley or high up in the mountain. God is calling you. And I pray that you would heed that call. He would pluck you out of your comfort zone because He wants to make you a better person. The reason why God brings difficult people to your life is because He wants to grow your character. The reason why God brings difficulties and challenges in your life is because He wants to grow your faith. And I encourage you, just go and obey. In 
Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. We're talking about money next week. Very important topic. I hope you don't miss it. Have a great weekend. God bless you all. Thank you, Craig and Nina. You just heard a message from Every Nation Canberra. For more messages like these or to access other resources, please visit our website at iancanbra.org. Like our page on Facebook at facebook.com slash everynationcanbra.org.